Offset podcast. Oh, <laughs> oh! You said podcast right this time. I'm Emily. And who, who's the other person on this? Oh wait, I'm Zach. I didn't even hear him say that he was Andrew. <laughs> I didn't hear him say. Oh he was yeah. Andrew. By the way, I, I I don't think I did. I think it's implied. People just know things about me. Uh. <laughs> My voice is just that distinct and not at all generic. Ah, uh, yeah, sure. <laughs> the things I like to tell myself. All right. Well, seriously, in all seriousness, welcome to Get Offset Podcast, where we like to talk about cats and occasionally guitars. I hope everyone is doing well this evening. I'm doing great. Cat-shaped guitars. Oh, my God. Yes. I joined this group called Ugly Guitars on Facebook. I know. You forced me into it. You did that thing Dude. that you hate that people do. I know. I did. And you, I and you invited it. me into it. I- I discovered that like two weeks ago, and I've been really enjoying the posts, but not the co- the uh, comments. Oh, yeah. You leave one comment, and then you have to turn off notifications. <laughs> you know, a lot of the guitars so far, like there's been some ugly ones, but then I'm like, that's actually not bad. I don't know why you're not. I don't know why you guys don't like this one. Adrian's going to hate. Potato's going to potate. That's am I true. right or am I right? There, there was someone on there who said that all pink guitars were ugly. And I know that I'm the girl, oh, yeah. so I'm like, I should be like, yeah, pink guitars are bad. I don't want to be, no, I love me a pink guitar. And I know I'm not the only yeah, one. I mean, no, you were definitely not the only one. I'm about like three feet away from my pink guitar. And it's it's gorgeous. And there's a reason why it's hanging up on my oh. wall. Every morning when I wake up, I sit up and I look mm. at it. Gosh. You think I I'm hope kidding. you're keeping that room at 49% humidity. Just saying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no more, no less. At least you're hanging it by the neck, though. That's good. Who? who I, I didn't tell you I was hanging it by the neck. Oh. It <laughs> also sounds way morbid out of context, but I guess we won't go there. You let it dangle. <laughs> just let it dangle there. Just hang it by the neck. It oh. was white before. I, it just, after I hung it up, okay. it turned pink. Yeah, it'll be purple in a few days. We should probably cut that part. Nope. No, nope. No. That's staying. That's staying. I was told for the best protection, you should keep it in a case. Just well, I know wrap that's, it up. that's definitely true for acoustics. I keep my hummingbird in a case, and I have a um, barometer inside the case that attaches to an external um, thermometer barometer. Huh something so i can if i wake up in the middle of the night and i'm like oh i can't breathe it's dry i can look and be like but it's okay because my guitar is at the appropriate amount of humidity yeah i've got a couple of bluetooth dongles that i have that for um for when my <laughs> acoustics are in the case um and then i need i need so i've had an acoustic sitting up on the wall for a little bit and i the battery died in that dongle so i'm kind of scared to put one back in it and see how poorly my acoustics been having it lately mm-hmm. but yeah, I need we'll I need to get a new one of those little um humidity bags probably. I forget what they are exactly called, but they're the kind that you I don't know. It's it's better than the ones that you would dip in water or inject with water. It's just something you put in there. Yeah, yeah they're one of the ones that's just like a glorified sponge. Yeah. But I know that the the ones that Diodario makes are way better. That's what I have, and I need to get a new one. There's a guitar builder I know that just suggests these things. 
Um, I forget what they are. They're just humidipacks, basically. But, like, they use them it's to keep cigars humid as well. But it's like a pack that you're, if you put it in the case with your guitar, it won't get any more or any less hydrated than what that percentage is on that pack. That's good. I'm it pretty is sure good. it's the, the Diodario one. Um, and I say that because I had, um, when I worked at Guitar Center, I knew a guy that would come in every few months and get another set of those. I'm like, oh, like what guitars you got? And he's like, no, I, I run a cigar shop. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's funny. You know, guitars are an expensive hobby, but they're not nearly as expensive as cigars as a hobby. This is true, because you just burn through those. Oh, oh, but I'm oh. That's pretty good. Pretty good. <laughs> Just smoking us with the puns, aren't you, Zach? Uh, you know, I have to put, I have to get them in there. But but like now that we've got something pretty good, let's talk about my drink, which is pretty good. I am drinking a London Mule with a big gin based out of Seattle and a Fever Tree ginger beer. Oh, gin! Mm. Quite nice, quite nice. What about you, uh, Andrew? I, I was feeling inspired. I watched. I finally watched Infinity Wars for the first time this last weekend. Oh. And, um, so I was inspired, and I got a beer from Odin Brewing Company, which is local to the Seattle area, and it's called Thor's Equinox. It's a Belgian-style dark ale. Um, it's definitely like an American craft twist on a proper Belgian ale. But I, I actually really like this one. I've had it once before. I'm really enjoying this. That does sound quite good. Um, I am not drinking something as manly as that. I am drinking a tropical pale ale. It's ale with grapefruit and passion fruit um, from Boulevard Brewing Company in Kansas City. I don't know which one. If it's Kansas City, Missouri, it's Missouri. That one. Not Kansas City, Kansas, but Kansas City, Missouri. There is a confusion there, obviously. There's nothing good in Uh, Kansas City, Kansas. And I have a very good friend in Kansas City, Kansas. But I thought you said there's not. I, I'm not even gonna bother, Zach. I, I have two things for you. <laughs> All right, number one, um, let let's not gender shame certain drinks. Let's be fair. If you like it, you like it. I like. Let's be honest. Like, if someone likes it, why why should they be told that it's this, like not appropriate? This, for their is, this is true. This is true. You know? I mean, if it's good enough for my taste buds, it's good enough for anybody's. See, that I won't agree with, but... If you like it, you like it. No guilty pleasures. No guilty pleasures. No guilty pleasures. No no such thing as a manly drink. No such thing as a manly drink. That's true. All right. Now, the second thing here. I am listening to Britney Spears at the same time. Arguably, this is... I'm just going to choose to ignore that. Arguably, the second thing is more important. I, I need you to do me a favor. No. Can you... You can't do me a favor? I, I'll do you a favor. What is your favor? I actually have two favors. That's a lie. I just have one favor. Could you just could you pour a little bit of that IPA out onto your Helix? I, I really hear that spruces up the tone, gives it that gives it a little more hop to the spring. <laughs> well, I hate to burst your bubble, but it is gone now. So no. <laughs> I will not do that. The beer is gone or the Helix is gone? The, the beer, not the Helix. The oh. Helix is... <laughs> That's unfortunate. 
<laughs> guys, guys. Here before he looks. In every AB comparison, it all sounds the same. I'm just saying, <laughs> this is how we treat traitors. Traitors. I still have an amp. I touch it sometimes. You stare at it, you stare at it lovingly and you think, oh, if only. If only. I mean, yeah, but like, don't we all do that with photos of us in high school? Jokes. No. <laughs> no, I actually think I look better now than I did in high school. I was definitely skinnier in high school, but I would, not, not, yeah, no amount of money I, would make me go back. None. I, I had this mushroom top of hair on my head because I just didn't like getting haircuts and it was bad. And now you have a muffin top. Listen, <laughs> I, I nursed this muffin top. <laughs> no, it takes time in the oven to make a muffin. It does top. absolutely. It's like it's like it's like Jenna says. My muffin top is all that low grain, whole fat. I know you want a piece of that, but I just want to dance. Oh, Nothing like those buttery folds. It mm. took me. It took me watching my wife give birth to two kids for this muffin top to happen. Okay. Oh. <laughs> How sweet. Sympathetic. Yeah, exactly. I can't make fun of you now. Yeah. Boom. Mic drop. But Zach, in all seriousness, how are you liking the Helix? I'm liking it way more than I ever thought I was going to. Like, and that, that's, that's the reason I bought it. Um, and that, and it was a stupid good deal that the guy was selling it for. But when I was thinking about it, I was borrowing just our... So there's the Helix Floor, the Helix LT, and the Helix Rack. Obviously, I do not have the rack. I have the floor. Um, our church had just bought a Helix LT, which is like the light version. A couple less stomps, less ins and outs, you know, less less pizzazz, per se, than the full floor. And I was borrowing that one, playing around with it, and um, got some presets uh, from a couple friends of mine, and kind of just was listening to that and played it live. And I was like, wow, this does sound way better. Cause before I had just gone off of the bass tones that my worship director was putting into the one at the church. And, you know, we obviously have different tonal ears and I don't necessarily like how he sets up his patches versus how some of these other patches that I was playing and sounded. So that, that was, that for me is when I was like, started thinking about it more. Mm -hmm. And then literally two weeks later, I just was like, oh, this guy's selling a full floor unit for less than most people normally do. Um, talked to the wife, got it, sold all my pedals. Now I have the just the Helix and it's going good. Um, I have <clears throat> I've tweaked most of the patches that I get and I use a lot of IRs that I've been given from friends which some people say is a no-no but whatever, they already paid for it and it's a digital thing. So that being said, um, we can talk it's about great. the ethics of that on another podcast. We will talk about the ethics of that. Um, At which point you will likely be voted off the island? Yeah. No. To be fair, do I would I be mad if I was making a patch, sold it to somebody, and I knew that like they gave it to their friend like a day later? Sure. Absolutely. At the same time, I don't think there's any – I don't think there's a way to, in my opinion – um, just we'll, we'll keep this one short because we will talk about it on another podcast. I don't think there's a way, in my opinion, to legally prosecute that. 
um, when you're not setting it up that way, when it's something that's set up for a specific device, what sounds you can get in that device, I could literally duplicate what all these guys are doing. I'm, it's just out of pure laziness that I don't. Um, you know, and that, that's all it is. They're not providing something that, that, that can't be made in that device already. Um, and so I don't know. I don't think there's a legally thing. I think it's just more of a, you guys are stealing from other Christians because most of it's Christian guys doing it. But <laughs> Yeah. Well, I would think that it's kind of like, when the music industry really took a tank, everyone was blaming peer-to-peer sharing. Yeah. But really a lot of it was borrowed or burned. Someone would buy the CD and then would loan it out to all their friends and their friends would rip it to their computers. And that's how people share music real really but um i i don't know if there's really much you do about people sharing between friends what what they have and what they paid money for and i i know that there have been some laws in the past especially concerning music that once you buy something you can pretty much do what you want with it oh for sure it's it it definitely is like it's not like i like feel like the best that i'm but you know what i don't have a lot of money my friends are helping me out so it's whatever right now will i will i buy from these guys when i have money and they make a cool patch that i don't want to buy and i actually have money for for it yes absolutely because now i have great samples of their work so i know that i'll go out of my way to pay for that now other people won't think that way they'll just wait for their friend that pays for it and whatever but i actually use it kind of as a step off point where i mean one of the guys um that i got some patches from uh, well not i got some of his patches from a friend of mine um, you know, I, we didn't ask necessarily start off on the right foot because I used to hate the Helix and he only loved the Helix. Andrew knows exactly who I'm talking about. Um, he's just very, very strong in his opinions and I was very, very strong in mine. So he ended up blocking me <laughs> after some time. And then after I got the Helix, I was like, Hey man, um, you want to unblock me? Cause you literally know everything about it. And I'm sorry that I was kind of a jerk to you because there's kind of jerks on both sides. Um, there can be, cause everybody has very strong opinions. So if you insult the Helix and you're an analog user, they'll be like, yeah, but you're analog gears, blah, blah, blah. Vice versa. As an analog user at that time, I was insulting the Helix all the time. And they're like, yeah, but it sounds the same. And I'm like, no, it doesn't jerk. So it kind of, it's kind of on both sides of the field. But anyway, so I, I initially wasn't like too fond of him. And then I actually heard some of his tones on these patches. I'm like, wow, he's really good at this. And I did go ahead and buy one when I had a few extra bucks after some of my sales. And it's a really nice patch. I like it. I enjoy playing through it. So it's not like I don't ever, like I said, plan on spending money on the patches myself. It was nice of uh, my, my mysterious friends to do these things for me. But it is something that I definitely still look at as, okay, I need to give these people my money eventually. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I think what I really want to know about the Helix is, uh, can you replicate really any sound? I know that I have some some kind of weird pedals, like my Dwarfcraft <laughs> Razor yeah. or my C-Disc my Man, my Stutter Delay from Calumbra. Mm-hmm. Can you... Can you, can you do those kinds of sounds or is it just more traditional stuff? That's a good, that's a good and fair question. So there is a list of things that I have not dove into yet. So I haven't like, and that's something I plan on doing probably when I just hook up my Helix to my amp. Um, I just won't run the amp or cab sim and I'll just start going through all the different effects. Cause there's hundreds of different effects between all the different drives, delays, reverbs, 
um, you know, tremolos, everything that's on there. There's a bunch you can do. And you can assign multiple effects to one foot switch, um, you know, just depending on the amount of DSP you have. So what's DSP? Digital signal processing. Thank you, Andrew. <laughs> I just know it as DSP. So like I can assign a tremolo, a reverb, and delay all to one pedal, um, all with different tweaked things for for each effect and make it sound like this weird thing. So you can make weird noises for sure. It doesn't do polyphonic pitch shifting yet. Um, there's rumors of that in the upcoming updates. So that's been kind of a fun thing with the tuner too. The tuner's really jumpy. Um, so you have to like roll off your tone a bunch and just make sure you're tuning from your neck. And usually you're, you're pretty spot on at that point, but everybody's like, Oh, the tuner sucks. I'm like, this is all you have to do. Um, and you can do a lot of different noises. So I've been like, I mainly play kind of out of AC 30 style patches for church. Um, I do have a nice plexi patch as well that I push through a four by 12 Marshall, uh, impulse response. So that's, that thing gets pretty heavy. I probably won't be using that one for church, but for anything outside of church that I would normally do, I could definitely turn to that patch. That sounds pretty cool. But has it cured your lust for pedals? I mean, has it cured that? Not 100%. I will say I don't feel like I need to go get the thing because before I was like, I need to go get that thing because that way my amp will sound like it. Um, now it's just, oh, that's a cool thing. I'll get it eventually. Um, I'm a little bit better at that now. And I don't know if it, I don't know if that's the helix or just personally now I'm just like, eh, I'll get it eventually. Uh, the main, the main thing was I knew I wanted a helix no matter what at some point in time. So it was kind of easier for me to get the helix now and then just, you know, oh, Christmas is coming up, get some cash, get a pedal or two, you know, can just start, start building again. You know, to go with my amp, I'll have a board and board to go with my amp again at some point in time. I have to remember power supply. Every time I go through my board build process in my head again, I forget power supplies are a thing. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm going to need one of those. I'll probably go with a Strymon one the next time around and just call it good. Cause... Buy an ice or go twice, right? Exactly. Uh, they are nice and they're, they're low profile, but for a lot cheaper i've been very happy with my voodoo lab stuff so yeah i did like i did like my mondo i had no issues with it other than um earthquaker pedals yep. and anything that uses higher than higher ma's than that even yeah that won't be a problem with uh won't be a problem with the strymon power supplies right well like and so the hmm so I've got an ISO 5 and a pedal power 2, and the ISO 5 has a 400 milliamp out. And theoretically, that's ah. just shy of the total amount that the Avalanche run requires, um, which is 425. So that's Avalanche true. and the Pyramids both run the same DSP platform, and they require 425 milliamps. So it's 25 milliamps short. And I read a lot of forums like, oh, yeah, it's totally fine. You can get away with the 400 milliamp output. I'm like, all right. So I tried running it for a while. And honestly, it, it got glitchy. And I don't think I've damaged my pedal for the long term. But I, I, I don't like it when it doesn't make me comfortable when a pedal glitches like that. Like, so, for instance, I would plug in my um, my uh, my whole board uh, like on a, uh, for a gig or whatever. And 
the uh, it I wouldn't be able to tap into new speed, for instance. And I'd notice during rehearsal, I'm like, "What the heck? Won't let me tap into new speed." And then sometimes it would um, automatically kill dry, uh, and like that kind of stuff, like just. And like this isn't normal. And so as soon as I started powering it properly, it never had an issue like that again. And so, yeah, that's definitely something that I'm considering right now. I've, I'm running my uh, earthquake, those two pedals out of my courtesy outlet uh, on my pedal power too, which has actually been working all right. I've got the two of them daisied together and I haven't had any noise issues with just the two of them daisied. So that is nice. And I bet they sound great with your, with your Lambertone pickups, your cremas. Uh, yeah, as much as I like my pink strat, I honestly haven't picked it up in the last couple of months. Uh, and I, you know what you could put in those, uh, put in that pink strat. Yep. Ooh. I gotta say, when we were down there and playing the, his, um, his strat with his triple shots, he's right. Every position sounds so unique. It's really cool. No, it sounds really cool. Um, no, I'm I'm gonna hold out until his uh, Jazzmaster pickups come out. Um, oh, but yeah. I'm also, he, his release of the silent P90s definitely has my attention. Yes. The reason, well, that has my attention so much that I want to take my pick guard off the next time I restring my Telecaster and see if it's routed and if it's not, see if I want to be lazy or not lazy because I really. Well, want so that. I've got a Telecaster with um the uh, modern player Telecaster with the P90s and the semi hollow thing going on. And I oh, love yeah. the way it sounds, but I can only play on the middle position because the stock pickups, one, are kind of trash. And two, uh, in uh, with just one pickup on, the, the noise interference is kind of a bit much. Um, Ooh, so the idea of having yeah. silent 90s that actually sound like P90s is really appealing to me. So I know, I, I know other companies make silent P90s and I've never been impressed with any of them. And so I really want to give these ones a shot. Mm-hmm. I've heard so such mixed things about everyone else's silent P90s, but if anyone can do it right, I, I think Curtis can. Yeah. So I've got that, and then my Jazzmaster could really use an upgrade from the stock pickups. So I think I'm going to... I really love the triple shots, but I used the uh, the Strat I've got for some really thin sounds, mm-hmm. and I, I actually kind of like the crap pickups I have in them for that. So I probably won't do the triple shots for at least for a while. Mm-hmm. But that, that's a very niche use. I don't think it's that. I think a lot of people do that kind of thing. I was just talking to a woman in the She Shreds group who was asking about recommendations for pickups. And basically she's just like, I like uh, I like that thin sound. I think she just like some garage rocks up and just doesn't want it to sound too full, I guess. Huh. Yep. That's no, I mean, I've known a lot of musicians like that. I know people who like, I know I knew a guy once who would he played a Princeton. He did mostly jazz stuff, and he turned the bass level all the way down. It was only treble. And for an amp that small, you would think huh. it would sound awful, but the way he played it and just with this finger picking style, it came out really nice and crystal clear. But it was a little thin, but it just worked for him. So I mean, to each their own. That probably sounds just like it. That probably sounds just that like an old jazz record. Yep, that's true. That is cool. I always like a little bit more like thunk in my tone, regardless. Like I just like to feel it, and well, that, I don't know. I never yeah, like. I thin. mean, I, I I don't always love thin, and part of the reason why I've kept this uh, 
strat around is because it's helping me cure my Achilles heel because I've got this, this drive with my sound to always want more and fuller and just like kind of a wall of sound. And I know that doesn't work live. It's fun in my bedroom, but it doesn't work as well live in most applications. And so that's uh, true. I've actually, well, last year I've probably played the pink strat at church more than anything else. Um, just for that reason. Yeah. Oh, nice. I think we forgot to mention that Lambertones is a sponsor of the podcast. We did forget. Yeah, to they are that. a sponsor of podcasts, but Curtis is also a great guy and I'm happy to rep his stuff. Oh um, yeah. Yeah. Definitely not spiffballing this one. One thousand percent. Sorry, my cat my cat just ran into me. It was weird. <laughs> like I even have those um you know, I got that that warmth tally now and it has those lollers in it, and I'm still like, I know these are nice. And I know Curtis said that they're, you know, he's like, he's like, those are nice pickups, man. I mean, you should just keep them in there. I'm like, yeah, but they're not blondies. And I just like <laughs> you as a person. So I kind of still want to get, I kind of still want to put those in my telecaster at some point in time. I have, I have, um, I am going to be doing no. a warmth build probably starting at this winter. Once I finish up some, some freelance writing stuff, nice. but uh, I bought the royalty for the neck and I am really excited about it. It's it's a sweet it's yeah. a sweet jam for wow. sure. I have zero bad things to say about it. It's just that it's not it's not a Lambertown pickup. No, it's well. The other thing that bugs me is that they put the strat, you know, that that royalty, the strat style, like you know, strat style telly um, that he did uh, in that with the J Street, which is part of his like p90s for telly set and i'm like well like it sounds fine the difference in volume and everything none of that's weird when i switch it's just that's, a, that's what my worry would be it's just in my head to me it's weird mm-hmm. <laughs> like i actually i don't know if i ever run them in parallel because i have the four-way switch on that for series or parallel and i don't think i ever do it uh in parallel because it just sound that does sound a little funny Man, your build sounds like exactly like the build that I'm going to be doing because I have the four-way switch too. It's you'd be remiss with oh gosh with the Lawler royalty to not do the four-way switch because the mod comes included in them. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. Then that's probably the other reason the guy did it. Whoever built it, whoever built it, apparently wanted a sure or sir. I don't know why I call sir. them sures all the time. They want he wanted a sir, and instead he built this Warmoth, and then apparently months later he went. I have money for a sir now if I, if you take this as a trade-in. <laughs> I'm like, wow. Um, so you built a almost $1,800 Warmoth build and then decided to buy a more expensive guitar just a few months later. Yikes. Did he have to finish it too? That's a good question. Yeah. I mean, he, ha- he had to have because it was it's, it's a really nice finish. Really nice yeah. job on the finish. So that's he the, had to have had that's them the do fun it. Part. That's the fun part. Yeah, he had to have had them do it because it's pretty much perfect. Yeah, I'm doing a black dog hair finish on mine and Ooh. I have a paisley pick guard from Deco Boom. Nice. That's the one thing that's still bothering me is that pick guard. Like I look at it and then I like it. Then I look at it again and I'm like, do I like it though? It's tortoise? Yeah, it's tortoise on that, on that, whatever that blue color is so, that I have. So- let me tie this all in here a little bit. 
I I think what I'm hearing is like this kind of this love of wanting to customize and make it all your own. And uh, I think that's what I like about pedal so much. Um, and I think that's why I don't think I could honestly go to a helix is the, the, for the same reason. I like the customization. I like the process of the building. I like the difference between like ordering a blank warmoth or uh, getting that pre painted is it's the fun of getting your hands mm-hmm. dirty and really getting into it. Like I've got, um, I've got some cable parts from a couple of different um, that I ordered from a couple different friends of mine. I'm start try building my own cables. I know they could make the cables better than I could, but I mean, there's just something about getting your hands dirty and getting into the whole experiment of all uh, of doing the research on the different pedals. And I think that's, if not half, if not more, it's at least half the fun of being a guitar player. And so I think that's the magic that the Helix would take away from me. I don't deny I mean, the Helix sounds good. I, I spent a lot of time yeah, playing with it um, while I was working for Guitar Center. I sold a whole lot of them for a lot of folks. It just makes sense. I just don't know if I could do it even after spending so much time with it. I get you. It's just, uh, well, yeah, no, I don't, I don't disagree. Like it's fun to look down and go, look at this pretty artwork on my fancy pedals. And, and, and then all these wires that I put together, which I would never do. I, I always, I always ordered them soldered. I am not the best solderer. I accept that. And I just let that be the guys I order them from jobs. But, um, yeah, I mean, I, I'm not good at soldering either. I, I bought some kits to build some pedals. I bought two kits. I got one to work. <laughs> one doesn't work. And the thing that I realized is that it's not a cheap hobby if you just want to get into soldering and building pedals from kits. Like, it's it's not cheap, but, you know, I feel really, really cool when I plugged in that Purple Gain pedal that I made. And I liked the way it sounded. And tomorrow, I'm actually going to meet up just just south of my house with some people. And we're going to learn how to build a fuzz pedal from not a kit. And I'm really excited about it. Yeah, and, and that's but not... Another... Oh, sorry, you keep going. Yeah, but another thing that, that I like about, you know, buying pedals and having pedals is I like looking down at my pedal board and saying, Leon made that for me, or Louise sold that to me, or that's Earthquaker, and that's from Ohio, like like me. And I like having that personal connection with these pedals, or... Oh, for you know, sure, for sure. And that's, that's something that I think that I would miss a lot, and... Uh, that's kind of why I don't see myself. We said and talked about in the first episode, my first big girl amp was a, a line six. I don't <laughs> think I could go back to that. I will say this is definitely an improvement from any of that stuff, but <laughs> uh, no, I, I, I totally get it. I mean, I even have possible things in the works where I have a buddy of mine who runs a company who hasn't really released anything in a while uh, just because he's really busy with college. Uh, But once he is ready to release kind of his version twos of a few things he had already had released and stuff, I might be getting some to demo and keep because we're friends and he likes me. Uh, So that'll be my dive back into pedals really is when, when that happens and I'll keep those because he built these specifically for me. He'll even, um, I had I had previously had a pedal from him, and he had my name on a tag in the inside of the pedal. Like that was my Aww. pedal; it had my name on it. 
Um, that's just the kind of guy he is. He does that to every pedal he builds. Um, so it's pretty, it's pretty awesome. So if, you know, if that does still come to fruition and I demo those out for him and everything, um, that'll be, that'll be dope and personal to me and I'll keep those. Um, that'll be the start of my new board. It'll be a drive section, uh, more than likely. So it'll be my entire drive section and then I can go from there. So it's too soon to say if Helix is forever, but Helix is not exclusive. Yes. Yeah. You know, Helix is definitely, I'm going to this church. Sweet. Grab my Helix. Like it'll just be super duper easy for that. Uh, but for like, honestly, I'd use, I mean, I'd use it live for a band that I was in as well. But if I had an amp and a pedal board too, I might still be more likely to bring that, bring that along because most of the time you're, if you're doing a band gig in a bar or whatever, you want that amp on stage pushing air, you're going to want to feel that. Awesome. Yeah, I feel that. Get it. Mm-hmm. Get it. You? All right. Well, on that note, fellas, it's been real. I think we had a good up here. Good at. Good at. Wait, we haven't stuff. talked about cats. <laughs> no, I said my cat bumped into me while I was recording. My my cats are gone. Oh, I lied. There is a cat next to me on the floor. I'm literally sit, sit, sitting on my floor scratching my cat because she won't scratch her scratching post unless I scratch her because scratches are powered by scratches. <laughs> That's weird. <laughs> She's a weird cat, man. Uh, Princess Carrie Fisher. All right. Princess. All right. Well, thanks, guys. And wait, wait, wait. wait. Newsflash. Applesauce is Andrew's favorite, favorite food. food. I'm just kidding. It's your favorite baby food? <laughs> it is baby food. That's what he it said. Is. I, it is baby I, food. I read funny. But it's good when? with pork chops. Oh, brother. It's good with... That's what old people it's say. It's good with German food. It really is. Like uh, some... It is good with Some good food. applesauce on a good what? latke. Oh, yeah! yeah. I lived in Germany. That's just... No. <laughs> I lived in Cincinnati. I, I, I don't see your point. I'm from Wisconsin, eh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right, but seriously, guys, I'll talk to y'all soon. Sounds good. All right. Yes. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Bye.